This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite Quick Bite. Uh, just want to start this one by just saying Grace Design um, looked after me very well. And in fact, I'm sure they look after all their clients equally as well. But uh, my M101 was a very early one. And uh, there was an issue with some of the pots, internal pots. Sent it back to Grace. They've replaced everything, updated everything, and sending it back to me. And the fee for the update, free. Wow, isn't that I just, nice? I just had to pay for postage, which I think is, that's great support. You know what that is? Love it. You know what that is? That's a gracious gesture. Oh, boom, Tish. We're off already. <laughs> but uh, now you, you're a buddy of Evans, aren't you, George? Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I've mountain biked with Evan and had tacos with Evan. Uh, Evan, yeah, he's a, he's a great, those are, they're great people. Their stuff is very um, high value for what you pay. Yeah. And really well made. And clearly they stand behind their product. Like, I mean, this stuff does not have a lifetime warranty, but I mean, that, that's almost basically a lifetime warranty to send something in that old and have it not only repaired, but, in, but better than when you sent it in is, uh, you know, that's, that's great. And yeah. they can do that because they're not fixing these dang things day in, day out. You know, they're well-made. They don't generally need any repair. It's yeah. rare that they need it. So that's that's cool. I, yeah. I have to say my experience with companies is that they usually, um, more of them don't repair stuff once they have their out legally. Like they have to support something for seven years or whatever it is. Um, and often they're like, we don't have parts. I I I lost a knob for something, <laughs> like simple thing like that. They're just like, ah, we don't have parts. Um, yeah. And and the one company I know that also will still at least put something on the bench that they do charge you is um, uh, Telos will still even fix up some of those old 9202, uh, you know. Yeah, 25-year-old box. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, some other companies, I won't name them, but won't support their stuff after seven years. And some even less. I had the, an issue with um, a very well-known English brand of preamplifier, and uh, had a, no, it wasn't the preamp; it was the compressor. Had an issue with it. It was only probably two years old, and you know it should should have lasted a lot longer than that before it needed any repairs. But um, so there you go. That's the difference between uh, Grace Design and uh, many of the competitors. It's okay if they charge even, but support your stuff and provide. Yeah, like. You know, don't expect me to buy another one of your product if you won't fix your old one. Because it's like that's his motivation to go go to your competition. Yeah, yeah. At the very least, don't try and sell me on your quality if you won't back it up with a repair guarantee or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, and I've, I've become friends with a another mountain biking buddy here and here here uh, where I live now, who is a repair technician in town. They are the official Avalon repair shop. Um, Antelope Audio. They're the only U.S. audio repair place for Antelope. And, mm. you know, the problem they have is with certain companies, they, well, okay, I'll call them out. Antelope will not send them anything board, more than a board. So, like, if something is wrong on a board, you can't, they can't fix it because they don't have schematics. They won't be given schematics. They have to wait for a Bulgarian company to ship them a board to fix something. Yeah. Um which makes takes a very long time. It costs a lot of money. So when you buy your products, know who makes them. Know what you know where they're made and how they support them. Because when you need support and you need it fixed, if you're going to be waiting two, three weeks or longer um, because the the repair house can't even get schematics, that's something to be concerned about. So 
Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's maybe not thinking about that on a $300 product that's made in China, but on a $6,000 piece of gear, that's something you might want to know, think about when you buy something. Yeah, this is exactly. the thing. And, and also how long they're going to support it, not just physically, but um, more and more these days, how they're going to support it software-wise. I mean, the entire experience that all the Pro Control and Control 24 users had, um, I think, is, you know, like, it's a tough one to go through. You buy something that is so central to your studio that it it's your furniture, it's your monitor controller, it's also your, you know, your controller for your workstation. And then it seems to be pretty arbitrarily they decide, oh, we don't support it on the next version of software. Um, yeah. That's, yeah that's, that's rough. That's nuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. You know, it's like, granted, they it's been out for 10 years or whatever, but... Um, un- unless there's a real reason why, like we can't support it because of this and that technical thing, but essentially we don't want to like charge us for a update software, whatever, but mm. cut. yeah. Yeah. And we've also noticed Robert, that you're sounding rather good this week. You're not on a train. You're not in a car. Mm-hmm. In fact, can you hand me a beer from the fridge, please, mate? <laughs> uh, one moment. Hold on. Uh, I, I do happen to be six feet from my fridge. Can you hear yes, it? Yes, perfect. We can. So <laughs> but no, tell us, I, I, the new rig, yeah. what's going on? Well, basically, I finally got some gear to replace everything that I had lost. and um, Stolen, what I, yes. Stolen, yes. And so what I decided to go with was a, a Zoom H6. I found it to be just a very flexible thing. Um, not really, if you look at it and think about it, not much bigger than something like a... Um, you know, a Shure X2U, what is it? Maybe three of those? Um, or, and I, I was also considering um, some, like the Sentrance mixer face and and a number of other, like, you know, small interfaces. And basically what I yeah. thought is that this one seemed to have the broadest spread of features. It stands alone on its own, but it's also also an audio interface and it's it's multi-track. Um, you can even get an extension on the front that gives you six total XLR inputs. Which for a lot of people is like, who cares? But I do a fair amount of music recording and and whatnot. And um, so, yeah, I, was, I mean, I've only had it for uh, about three hours now, to be honest. But easy enough just to plug and go. And I haven't looked at the multi-track interface feature so far, but I'm just using it in stereo mode. And that pretty much popped up right away. Um, Chrome at first wasn't too happy with it. Did you have to RTFM read the freaking manual? Just to get it to work, or was I it easy? I did to download get the manual, but I didn't. So here, here's what happened. I basically hooked it up, didn't read the manual, pretty easily dived in, you know, dove into the menus and put it in interface mode. Figured that probably something like the multi-track mode is harder to deal with the stereo mode. So I just went straight for the stereo mode, opened up Source Connect now, and, and you know, made it my input, my output. And at first, I didn't hear any anything coming out, and I couldn't get that figured out. I did go to the manual. The manual had nothing for me. It was all the obvious stuff that you could find without reading the manual. And then I refreshed the page on Source Connect now and toggled something. And then all of a sudden, boom, I got output. And it's been, that was the only sort of stumbling I had at all. Besides that, it's pretty easy to figure out without the manual. I mean, it's not overly complicated, but it seems to have a pretty good set of features i think it's got physical knobs right like it's got physical game knobs you know actual pots not little clicky buttons yeah it's got it's got four gain knobs for the four xlr inputs and the gain knobs are 
pretty solid, but they're a little bit wiggly. One thing that's nice is they got a plastic shield so that you're not going to knock them out from the outside. Like, um, you're, it's not likely that you're going to move them by accident. It's got four pad switches. Um, Phantom Power is individual per port, but it is software controlled. That was a little bit annoying to find, but not bad. Um, and then, so going down from the front panel, those four knobs and the four pad switches, you basically have six track arms in the form of a left, right, and then a one, two, three, four. Um, now, the audio interface, actually, one is three, because left, right is one and two, but not a big deal. In stereo mode, the audio interface has a mixer in it, and it will mix all six inputs to stereo. So that's kind of cool. And then um, you got your stop, fast-forward, rewind, record buttons, um, and a pause, which is the same as the play. Um, on the side, you basically have a menu button that gets you into the menu structure and then a up-down toggle that's also a push button for, like, select. So that's the whole GUI or user interface is just the, the menu button and then, like, up or down and, and OK. I don't know if you've had it long enough to know if it can do this, but can it record six tracks and a mix down simultaneously? Or is it, no, it's either I doubt it six can do six track, tracks and a mix down. It, it, might, right. it might do four tracks and a mix down. It might do that. Right. I don't know. I've done a bit of reading. It doesn't do any mix down. Unless, well, you could take the stereo mix out into something else, I guess, would be the only way yeah, to do that. You can yeah. take the stereo mix out into the USB interface, but basically the six tracks are the six tracks if there's no sure. usage. It does have, it's basically presented as one stereo and four individual tracks. Um, so it doesn't seem to have a mix down, but. I don't know that. It does have a loopback feature, though, where it will record, and this does come into play with podcasting and things like that. It will record what's coming out of your computer back into what you're recording. And now if you're doing this in stereo mode, you could put yourself on one side, and maybe you can pan the computer to the other side, something like that. I haven't played with it too much, but it does have that ability to... Um, ca- I believe capture what's coming out of the computer. I've also seen you can buy a sh- shotgun mic capsule for those. It has things. a shotgun okay. mic. It has a XLR pod, and then it has an MS mic and an XY mic that it comes with. And most of the mics have a little gain knob on them. And what's funny is actually the MS mic also has a little eighth inch input if you wanted to do like crappy line input minus ten stuff or something. Right. Um, so it's yeah, it's cool. Pretty kitted out, and then the fact that it can work as an audio interface, multi-channel audio interface. Although it would be sweet if it had two extra outputs. That just would have, that would have been amazing. And then you know, and it works with iPads, possibly iPhones. Oh, only in stereo mode, however. Um, mm-hmm. And then the price point, sitting at the same price point as things like a mixer face, or you know, I, yep. I just. I don't know. I got it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's definitely more flexible, more features for the bang for the buck. That's what yeah, Zoom it lacks. It lacks a good mixer between what the return from the computer and your low latency monitor. It's kind of like the Centrance mic port. It's like the original mm-hmm. mic port pro. You just there there's your mix 50-50. Um oh, I see. mix it in your computer if you if you have the option. If not, sorry. Um gotcha. That, gotcha. that was a one that's really the only one thing I was like a little bit bummer on. So far, the preamps seem clean enough. Um, 
Certainly, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we're not hearing any like elevated hiss. So we just we can hear the room. It's hard to tell with the fridge in the like, background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> although, although I have to say, by the time Robbo's worked his magic on this, no one will be hearing the fridge. But you know, yeah. that's right. Exactly. It's RX right out of there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here, in fact, let's all take a moment of silence so you can get a fingerprint of the noise. <laughs> Dude, my earplug fell out of my head. <laughs> you, only need like, you only need a quarter of a second. That's it. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, that's great. I'm glad you have a kit now that you can use for the show consistently. And I'm uh, looking forward to finding more cool ways you make use of it because it's, it's the modularity of it, the ability to plug in different microphone systems is, is pretty slick. Um, so it should be fun. I mean, the fact that I think one thing that's cool about these is you can record a stereo. XY or MS and then four tracks of ISO. So if you want to record a live band, you can get the stereo room sound and then grab ISOs off of a mixer like aux sends or buses or and that's, that's exactly that's it. enough yeah. that you could get a pretty usable live mix later for like a demo or something. This is replacing a Tascam DAP1. Remember that? Oh, I don't wow. Remember that. <laughs> We're not <laughs> old enough to remember back. that. <laughs> Well, was that, it a DAT? Yeah, it was a DAT machine, and, yeah. and it had basically two preamps on it. And it was yeah. my it was my kit. I had a little star case, and if I had to record an orchestra or something that wasn't like, you know, I, I've got a kit where I've got a Millennia preamp and some, like, you know. Yeah. But then you're lugging some racks, you know. Mm-hmm. So this yep. was this was my like, hey, let's just Ultra record this. Kit. Yeah. yeah, and it was the DAP one and the, um, you know. I, I would use a Shure VP88 with it, and that would pair nicely with this. Oh, yeah. But it kind of has its own built-in in a way, and um, yeah, yeah, it's replacing that. Anybody want to buy a DAP one? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that machine well. We, I, I had one at school years and years it was ago. Like, it, there was the handbag one, wasn't it? it was sort of you slung it over your shoulder, and it. This yeah, top yeah, you could yeah, get a, yeah, you yeah. could get a kit of like a bag that would have a little clear, yeah. a little clear thing, and they had yeah. the and then like the velcro on the side to get your mics in it. That's it. Uh, I I used to have a uh, um, an HHB at work that was like the mother of that same style because oh, yeah. you could have like a little bottom module that would do time code. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that does remind me the one thing this doesn't have is there's no digital out. I mean, I guess there's the USB digital out. Um, right. But there's no spidif. Not you know, like a spidif or something like that. They do have a yeah. big brother to it. There, there's there's a Zoom the sixteen track one or something eight. There's one that's yeah. there's an eight track model. And well, the eight track model is, is it the white one more, with faders? No, it's not white. It it looks like a bag mixer. It's not oh. so you know, it portable, looks, right? It's, it's not like stick it in your pocket portable. It's not in your hand. Yeah. No, it's, right. it's it, more like a sound devices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's their sound yeah. devices competitor, totally. but way less expensive. And and the eight track model has truly eight XLR ins. Yep. You know, it's and, a full system. And I think it's got some system. much better preamps. I think the preamps are like a significant step up. Yeah, and it's um, a little bit more money. And it's not like eight hundred or a thousand. It's like, you know, mid maybe five hundred. It's so they still have hmm. like these step ups from what you have when you really need more, you know. That unit probably answers a lot of the things like, oh, I wish it had digital this or that, you know. On a unit like the size of yours, there's only physically how many places you can put stuff and have it be usable. So yeah. bigger units have more room real estate. Cool. Do we know which one it is? I'm, I was just Googling. I'm just yeah, I'm looking at it. 
I'm looking at the Zoom F4 multi-track. Well, I could, I could. Oh, wait, have here it is. Brand the Zoom F6. It's no, no. I, I no, found it. R8. That thing looks like a the R8. No, the R8's not it either. No, no. It's, no, it's, the, it's the, the Zoom F6, six input, oh, fourteen F- track, multi track field recorder. That thing looks oh, serious. That's it. Yeah, the that F6. Nice. And that yeah, is yeah. Uh, it's got two more tracks. It looks a lot beefier. That thing looks sweet. And then you have the F8. So how much is that over there? Out of interest. Um, the H6 or yeah, the other one? The, the F6. H- the F6. The the F6 is six fifty at uh, what? B&H. Do you well, know how much it is here? Fourteen hundred. Yeah, fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred. Wow. And then they have the F eight N, and that's an eight in ten track. So that does the eight tracks with a stereo mix down, with look ahead limiters. Yeah. All sorts of bells and whistles, and that one's a flat thousand US. So that's where you're starting to get up into the. Yeah, it's probably going to have a slating feature on it and things like that. Yeah, but still, that compared to the competitor, which is sound devices with the same number of tracks, it's like a fraction. It's like a third of the price. Right, and probably the biggest thing sound devices can claim is the converters and the the preamps. Because probably some features too, but I imagine a lot of these things people don't dig into every single feature. Yeah, um, This F6 does have a timecode input. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's see that that that's those, those little features is what takes it into the pro level. When it's got multi-pin connectors, dual duals uh, memory cards, so it can overlap or have redundancy. Yeah, one one feature I'm bummed about on this is I was hoping it could record onto itself while it's also being used as an interface, but apparently oh, not. See, I was going to ask you if it could do that. See, yeah, that that's wouldn't the, be hard to do now, would it? Surely, no. that can't be. I'm that sure hard next to do. gen will do that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure the next like, gen will do that. Yeah, yeah hopefully, yeah. hopefully there's like a software. Maybe there is a way to flash these things with software. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll we'll see. I mean, they seem to be more into doing hardware than firmware updates. Whereas this Rodecaster Pro, they just keep seem to bake in more and more features with updates. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if this thing was more portable, it, it the fact that it can do 14 ISO tracks, including the mix down, it, is mind-boggling for, for, the, for the price. Yeah. Um, for 600. So, right. and record all that and go to the computer also all at the same time. And, more, and it's just like, God, how do they freaking do that? Yeah. It's interesting because it's like, you know, like even this Zoom and your podcaster kind of have some very similar features in the sense that they're both standalone recorders. Yours can right. record ISOs. This one can record ISOs. Yours can record right. how many physical inputs? Was it four mics plus an aux? Four mics, a USB mix, a, a phone input, a Bluetooth input, sound effects playback input, right? So everything yeah, stereo, effects, yeah. and then it's uh, the mix down. Right. So yeah, at, fourteen at least, tracks. Yeah, but at least at least six of those are analog inputs, not like um, you know. It's from got the real six world. analog input, right? Four right. mono mic and one stereo input. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's got the recorder. Yours has the pads on it. Um, yours does not operate with a battery, correct? You need to. That's correct. Like if you were going to make this thing run on battery, you'd have to do a wacky hack. DC thing. You, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yours has faders. Yours is a you know good what? clip bigger. I mean, yours is what, if the size Rode, of a laptop a little bit? Yeah, this is a desktop thing. Like if Rode, they've got the AI one. They've got this. To me, the, the there's a middle ground device they're going to make. It just seems so obvious that they're going to 
now that they have the software engineering, the mic preamps, all that stuff, the support, the firmware, you know, the the investment in the technology. Yeah, now, now they, they can need to take do it down. Yeah. They can make a tiny version of this without all the faders and buttons that just does the basic under the hood stuff. And then they have a Zoom killer, you know, for four hundred bucks. Yeah. So or three hundred bucks. So well, you know, I mean, it seems to me obvious that they'll do that eventually. Yep. I, yep. I, I think this Zoom is like street price somewhere in like the depending on what options you get with it, it's like three, three, three fifty maybe. And right. um and so, you know, what, two hundred bucks more and you're talking about the, the podcaster, right? The roadcaster. The roadcaster. Yeah, I mean what you're paying with the roadcaster is, you know, it's a physical unit with physical sliders. You know, and sliders aren't cheap. Anytime you have a switch or a button that lights up and a knob, that's all money. So, I'm willing to bet the profit ratio on the roadcaster is lower than the profit ratio on the Zoom H6. Yeah, it's hard to say. Just I don't know how software. you always do it, but geez, these things are affordable for what you get. <laughs> Does the government pay for the R&D in, in Australia? No, they just pay for Fairlight. There's no subsidizing? Oh, the Fairlight? <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's who they pay for. <laughs> the Australian government's bailed them out. Is that right? Many times. Like at least, I, I believe twice. Oh, Is that right? Government bailed out. Yeah, you, you probably own a piece of Fairlight. Uh, yeah. Well, I want my piece back, please. But... Right. Um, <laughs> I think I think the reason that uh, Road keep everything at the price point is because of that incredible factory they have in Sydney. Yeah. Well, what's amazing to me is when a company decides they are that they don't need to make like they could sell the stuff for more. They 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 clearly could. Yeah. I mean, this unit could sell for 200 more than it is. If it came out at 699 or 799, people still would have bought it. Yep. So, you know, their pricing is very aggressive. Of course, the U.S. dollar being strong as it is, is a big factor in that too. Yeah. Um, but um, it is quite remarkable what your, the value proposition from Road always in the U.S. is super strong. But see, don't forget, they're probably also not price pointing for just professionals. They're also price pointing for weekend um, amateurs yeah. who want to make a podcast yeah. I, too. I, so I think they're riding yeah. the podcast the wave a little bit. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Whereas I I think the Zoom H6 was like stuck into a podcast role, but it was not designed. Like the Zoom H6 is actually a pretty old product. Um, So, yeah, the Zoom H6, you're going to see every low budget filmmaker in LA with one of these on their neck. Yeah. You know, I mean, guarantee it. That's what I've seen them. I mean, if I was doing no budget filmmaking, I'd be using a Zoom H6 or something like that. So, that's what it really is its target market but because of its flexibility could be used for so many other things with the podcasting being one of them it's got a metronome in it too (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) yeah it's got a metronome is that is that a short person that catches the underground so does that mean (laughs) you speak to a clock when you're recording that is right and maybe we can get our together Uh, that's that's a a good out so yeah that's the H6 there you go that was the Pro Audio Suite if you have any questions or ideas for a show let us know via our Facebook the Pro Audio Suite podcast we are trouble